part of having a successful business and part of being an authority in your industry is having some clear boundaries. What this is about is standing up for the way that you do business. And that if you have clear, predefined ways to help people in order to do whatever change that you bring into the world through your services or your products, you do it in a way that makes sense to your business and to your clients. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal on what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Mike Maloney. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Clive Maloney. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Real About Business podcast, where we talk about everything that you need to know in order to generate more clients for your business and have a more successful business, no matter what it is that you do. This is all about you as a small business owner and your journey as an entrepreneur. And sometimes, as you might know, if you've been following this podcast up to now, sometimes what I do is I invite other experts to come and speak about one area of marketing or productivity in business or whatever it is that is affecting you right now. But today I wanted to share with you something that has become a bit of a problem for me. It's a a hurdle that I've needed to overcome while finding my own space as an entrepreneur and as a business provider. And hopefully in doing this, then it will be a problem that perhaps you'll recognize or experience yourself that I can help you with today. I want to start by introducing this subject by mentioning a cartoon by Steve Westerville. And what it is, is just a, a line drawing of a receptionist at a doctor's office. She's picked up the phone and there's somebody speaking to her down the line saying, I've got no appointment, but I'd love to chat with you about this neck pain, perhaps over coffee? Obviously, the, the receptionist is looking rather perplexed there. And it made me smile because this is a problem that I've had It started very early on after setting myself up as a a small business coach after leaving local authority and delivering coaching and training there and then going out into the world of small business. I soon realized there was a lot of people who just wanted some advice. And the way it would normally come across, maybe it does come across like this for you, is that it's usually in the form of, look, I'd love to sit with you sometimes, perhaps have a coffee or lunch. Let's get together. I really need to pick your brains. So do you ever hear that? Do people ever say to you, would it be okay to pick your brains? And it's usually over coffee or lunch or whatever. They want to sit down and, and spend time with you. And really what that is, is that's that's code for, I want to get some information from you or some advice and I don't want to pay for it. Would that be okay? But the trouble is when I first come across this, I never really recognized this to be a problem because on the face of it, it's actually somebody being quite nice they're they're showing interest in you and this was happening to me people's saying oh right it's interesting you're doing that I've I've got this issue with my business and you know I've got this problem with my business I'd really love to sit down and perhaps just pick your brains and there I was thinking oh well they're interested in me and you know they value my advice it was stroking my ego and I was thinking, well, maybe if I give some free advice now and, and help them out here, maybe at some point they'll want to work with me. So I was getting really excited about all of that because at that time there, I just wasn't great at getting the sales. 
you've probably heard me talk about this in other podcasts, so I'm not going to go there today. But the whole point is, is that there's a lot of people who would really like to sit down with you and pick your brains, especially if you're a service provider, where you are providing your expertise, your advice, your information, your knowledge, you're providing that as a service. And if you think about it, you would not go to the doctor's office and say, look, hey, let's sit down for a cup of coffee sometime and, and I'll tell you all about my neck pain. And nor would you ring up a solicitor or an accountant and say, look, I've got this problem. I don't want to pay for what you do. Can we just sit down and have a coffee together and you can tell me the answers, tell me what I need. And the problem is it's, it's so disguised. When people show an interest in us and what we do and they seem to value what we provide and our expertise, then that strokes our ego and that feels good. And from the other person's point of view, they just want something quick. It's quite innocent. They don't mean anything by it. They're not trying to disrespect you. But what I tend to find is that when you get people who do this a lot, and it's okay if it happens a bit, but when this happens a lot, somebody keeps coming to you and asking for different things, what's really happening is that it's undervaluing what you're doing. It's undervaluing your expertise. It's saying, yeah, I want it, but... I don't want it that much that I have to pay for it. So today I want to talk a little bit more about this subject and give you some ideas that you can take away and do. So you know some things, some practical things that you can go away and say to people when they say this to you. So when somebody says, can I sit and have a coffee with you and pick your brains? What do you say? So I'm going to break that down for you. I was going to tell you the real big problems with this as well. You know, some of the big problems in doing this and why actually you are causing this problem. So I'm going to help you avoid this happening in the first place, but give you, let's say, some scripts to take away and practice and obviously make your own, tweak it so it works for you. And that way, next time somebody asks you if they can pick your brain, you know exactly what to say. Before we get into that, though, I just want to take a moment and thank my sponsor for the show, KB Virtual Services. I don't know about you, but if you're like me, then you're probably time poor. There's always so much to do in your business and unfortunately some of the things that we have to do are not the things that really excite us and many of those things fail to generate more income for your business or to impact your customers in a real way. It might be a bookkeeping, arranging meetings, could be a lot of different things. People often ask me what's the first hire I should ever do in my business? Nine times out of ten I will always say a virtual assistant. What you need to do is to shift the stuff away from you that doesn't generate wealth in your business and focus on income generating activities. Karen at KB Virtual Services is my choice for a virtual assistant. Not only does she arrange meetings for me, do pieces of admin, get my website up to date, all the stuff that needs to be done, but I really don't want to be spending time doing it. But most importantly, she makes me look good doing it. If you're thinking about getting a virtual assistant of your own, pop on over to kbvirtualservices.co.uk forward slash get real. And as a friend of the show, you will get two extra hours of work when you book your first retainer. So that's kbvirtualservices.co.uk forward slash get real. Okay, well, let's get on and talk about this topic. I think this is really important that we get to know how to deal with this. It's a really innocuous question. Can I pick your brains? It doesn't seem to be harmful or annoying in any way. But if you think about it, this is very, very self-serving. It wastes a lot of time and it isn't reciprocal. 
And I must admit, it's something that has probably become more prominent to me. Maybe in the, maybe it was about six months ago. I had a, an old friend that I used to work with when I was working back at Essex Council. There's a, a lovely la- lady there called Rebecca. She's an amazing trainer. And in fact, you will have heard from her. If you've been listening to this podcast up to now, check out episode 38, because I had her on as a guest there. Her name's Rebecca Wynn. And she is an expert when it comes down to complaints handling. So that's what we were talking about back in episode 38. And Rebecca gave me a call out of the blue one day. She'd been speaking to one of my other clients and they recommended getting in touch. She said, well, I know Clive. I never thought about speaking to him about my business. And one thing or another, she got back in touch. And, and when she picked up the phone to me and I, I heard from her, and she said that she was looking for some support. She has a successful business and she wants to take it even further. My first thought is she was just going to ask for a bit of advice. After all, we're friends. We work together. And so, yes, I would have naturally, if I had not questioned it before, I would have naturally just given a few pieces of advice. But what she said to me on the phone right then is it really drove it through to me here. Is actually she respected my time and she wanted to pay me for it. She wasn't just looking for free advice. She respected my time and she wanted to pay me for it. So here was a friend, someone that you could legitimately expect to be asking for the odd piece of advice. But no, she respected my time, as all people should, when you provide your time and your expertise as a service. So that really brought it home to me. What you tend to find is that those people who do ask if it's okay to pick your brains, they usually are not the kind of person who will reciprocate that. If you're in ever need of help or advice, then they don't have the time for you. It tends to be one way. There are some people in this world who are more takers than givers. And some of us are completely the other way. We, we give too much. We become martyrs to the cause. And at the same time, we're signaling the death of our businesses because we're not brave enough to say to people, yes, that's what I can help you with and you need to pay for it. If someone wants to sit down with you and they're not willing to pay for your time or your company services, well, that just doesn't sit well with me. And don't get me wrong, I actually think that if you're a service provider, especially if you're dealing with intangible services, like let's say you're a life coach, you could be a consultant, you could be a health coach, you could be all kinds of different things. I actually think that there is a certain amount of information and help and support you need to give for free in order to build trust and credibility with your audience. But the trick is, it's all about knowing what to share and when. I have, and I do regularly, give across some of my best strategies on this podcast, in ebooks, in freebies, you know, various different downloads. I do that simply to build my audience. But of course, what I share is not everything. I'm not saying that I hold back. And I'm not trying to hold back to you on the show here today. But what I'm saying is that I get to choose what I share with you. And when you're out there as a service provider yourself, and if you've got an expertise, you get to choose what you share with them. Not the other way around. And if you did it the other way around, you wouldn't be in business, would you? Yesterday in my Facebook group, Earning the Right, I asked people what they thought when people asked if it was okay to pick their brains. Tony Baker said, I think that when people ask that, it's usually with the best of intentions. And I feel pleased that they can come to me. For me, as you say, you can give a little, like the tactics you use in social media, to then lead into them buying your services. Personally, if you keep giving, you will get your reward over time because you become a trusted expert. 
I actually really agree with this. I do think there is a need to give. And I, I don't think you should necessarily be keeping a tally of what people have had for you. My point with this all being, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm grumpy about all of this. I'm really not. There is a level of reasonableness. Most people understand what is reasonable, but you will get people, you do get people who don't understand that actually it's not okay to keep going to experts for advice or one thing or the other and not pay for it. It is reasonable to expect to pay for it. Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe the problem is that you didn't tell them that this is the point in which you need to engage my services. I've given you this free information. I've given you what I can, but this is too big. This is too in-depth, and therefore you need to engage my services. People who copiously pick your brains and don't seem to respect your time might on the surface of it appear to be appreciative. But deep down inside, it's all about them. It's what they want to get from you and is very rarely reciprocated. And hey, you know, I'm probably going to get some backlash here for that. Uh, you know, I do genuinely believe in being generous with your time here. You know, there's many people who will say, look, you don't do it at all. I actually think that you should be putting stuff out there in the world because when you do that, you create a name for yourself. You, you're shown as a giver. And that's, of course, why I do this podcast. I want to want to be seen as a giver so that you know that actually, you know, if, if you ever needed help and you came to me you're looking for a business coach, then you'd know I'd be there for you. You'd know I'd support you in the way that you wanted to. I'd give you everything and I'd back you all the way. But again, I don't think you should give everything away. And if you just think about the time it would take to have a cup of coffee with somebody as as they picked your brains and you gave away some of your best tips, not only are you solving a problem so that they actually don't need to pay you for your services, but also it's about the cost of opportunity. In the time that it takes me to sit down and perhaps have a 60 to 90 minute conversation with somebody, and maybe I'm being generous here. Maybe some of those conversations go on a lot longer than that. Maybe it's a whole afternoon. Who, you know, who knows? In that time, I could have sat down and I could have drafted the outline to my next podcast and be reaching thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands down the line of people who want to hear from me. I mean, is, is that good use of my time? Is that good use of your time? I'm probably sounding a bit preachy here. I don't mean to do that. But I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this is a problem. Your time is so valuable and you can't get it back. So if you want a successful business, I've mentioned this before. I'll, I'll continue doing it again. It's, it's all about impact and intentionality. It's about where you can spend the most time, most of your precious time in order to create the biggest impact for the most amount of people and do it intentionally. Don't allow other people to hijack your time because that will destroy your ability to make an impact in any big or meaningful way. We have to be tactical about this. For you, think about it. What is the cost of opportunity? So at the risk of going off at a rant, what I want to do is to give you some practical tips here. And the first tip I'm going to share with you today is make sure that when you do offer help, do it on your terms. When someone rings you up and asks for a cup of coffee or a lunch with you, Get a sense of what it is that they want from you. If it feels like it's a quick question, if it's something that you regularly answer and give away for free for other people, then that's okay. You do it on your terms. And you do it in the way that you want it to do it as well. I'll come back to that. But make sure you do it on your terms. But if it at all feels uncomfortable, if it feels like, do you know what? This is a bit of a liberty. If that's what it feels like, then you want to shut it down. Again, I'll give you some tips on this later on. 
but you want to protect your time fiercely. And your options here are either to shut it down entirely, send the person to someone else or another source of information where they can get that answer, or say, yes, I'd be happy to help. Here are my charges. I know that sounds a bit bold, but sometimes you have to be bold. Now, there are times in which people will regularly ask you the same kind of things. Actually, I love it when people ask me the same kind of things, partly because it's something that I've had to think through before and I've, I've already worked out the answer for it. I don't know everything, um, but it is something I know I can answer really well. But also because it means that it's a great opportunity for creating some kind of freebie or free gift, uh, some download, an ebook, whatever that you, you can create for people as a resource that you share with people. And if it requires bigger explanation, well, maybe there's a whole program or service or package that you can develop after that. So I love it when people ask me regular questions. So let's suppose that you are some kind of health or fitness coach and somebody asks you, well, what's this with ketosis? Would it be okay if I could sit down and pick your brains and you help me work out whether a ketogenic diet is going to be the best thing for me? I'd just like to get some information on this. And when you hear that question being asked again and again, you have an opportunity to put together a cheat sheet, a blog post, a podcast, if you like, on what a ketogenic diet is and should you be using it. And this is great for you because you can use it as a piece of content marketing to encourage people to come and find you. And then once they've found you, you can then segue onto paid programs like, you know, join my keto diet program. So if you get a common question, make sure that you make a note of it and then perhaps look at using that as some kind of freebie or enticement. And then what you can do when somebody says, is a keto diet for me, then you say, here's my tip sheet. Here's my cheat sheet. Here's my blog post. It's already done for you. And you know what's really great about this as well is that when you do that, you can do it more thoughtfully. You don't have to come up with stuff on the top of your head. You give the best answers and... For those people who really would like to be on a keto diet or whatever it is that you do, then you can naturally segue onto your programs and products in a way that feels right for you. You know, you watch webinars these days or read an ebook or whatever, then there will be a natural transition that people go through where they'll get the information they're looking for and then it will say, look, you know, hey, if you want to find out more about a ketogenic diet, then uh, there's this great program that you can sign up to probably sounds like I've got something with keto diets. I do at the moment as it happens. I'm considering going on a keto diet myself. Uh, so actually, if anybody's got some advice about that, can I pick your brains? <laughs> but seriously, what we're doing here is you're making your advice scalable and you're making it on your terms, not on other people's terms. And that is okay. But while you continue to give away your time like this, you're constantly going to be reacting and then you're going to be struggling to get everything else done in your business because, yeah, you're at the beck and call of other people who are not your clients, who are not paying you money, but they're still demanding your time. Not good, is it? So what we talked about so far is offering help on your terms and making it scalable. So here what you say is, look, yes, I can help you with that. And I've got this free resource, book, podcast, networking group, whatever, where you can find out about that. Check it out. Here's the link. And that's good for you. And you get to choose what that is. But there are times in which actually that's not suitable and that perhaps what they want is something more in depth or it's a little bit more tailored. 
So let's have a look at some different examples, some things that you could say to people when they say, can I pick your brains? So I'm going to give you a couple of options with this before we go. Uh, one is that, I actually, I'm going to put this down as a, a quick download. It's just going to be a, a, a literally a really short cheat sheet with some, uh, like some mini little scripts. And you can go to the show notes page and pick that up and then take it and then make it your own. Or if you like, grab a piece of paper and a pen right now and just jot this down. And then what I would like you to do afterwards, book yourself out like 20, 30 minutes to sit down and work out a script that works for you. So this is going to give you a start to 10. You, you might like it. You might want to keep it and, and use it. But what I want you to do is to work out a script that feels right for you. And then I want you to practice it. Because the worst thing is when somebody asks you, can you pick your brains? And then you're scrambling around like panic in your eyes because right now you've got a choice of either telling them that you don't want to see them and effectively rejecting them, making it seem like you're all about the money and not about the work, or feel like you're selling your soul to the devil here and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you everything. I've worked years accumulating all this information expertise here and yeah i'll give it to you because you've asked for it i don't want you to be the doormat so again you can even go to my show notes page and pick up the download there uh, the link there by the way is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 48 or grab a piece of paper let's do this together and full disclosure here i did see quite some time ago i've made a note in my journal but i can't find the video some scripts by Marie Folio. So some of these scripts here are going to be based on what Marie Folio shared. Again, sorry, I can't find that link for you. The first script is what I'm calling, just tell me what you want. And it goes like this. Thanks for asking. I'd love to help you. My work schedule is crazy busy right now and coffee is just not doable these days. Are you interested in being a client or do you just have a quick question? So let's just go over that again. Thanks so much for asking. My work schedule is crazy busy at the moment and coffee is just not doable anymore. Are you interested in becoming a client or do you just have a quick question? There are a couple of things that are really good about this script here. And the first is something that you want to make sure that you get right however you do this. You do not want to kick the can down the road. It would be very easy for you to say, do you know what, I'm really busy this week, I'm sorry I can't meet you. And um, What do you think they're going to say to you next? Well, they're going to say to you, well, okay, that's all right. If you're busy this week, <coughs> why don't we meet next week instead? I'm free on Tuesday. Can you do that? And worse still, something that's happened to me before is that they'll say, well, hey, look, I know I'm seeing you at the networking group on Friday. Can we sit down and talk after the meeting? And at that point now, I'm feeling backed up against the wall here because what I've tried to do is kick the can down the road, but instead they're going to chase the can and they're not going to let me out of it. So what you want to do is to make sure that you shut it down entirely. You say, look, I don't do coffee anymore. I don't have time for these meetings. Now, it would be different if it's part of a prospecting meeting or part of an agreed one-to-one. -one. So I'm not saying that you don't meet people for coffee. I'm saying that you don't meet for coffee with the view to them just picking your brains and getting free advice. We only really want to give up our time in our business if we know that it actually might go somewhere, that there might be some business benefit to us putting our time and energy into that i don't mean to sound selfish but it is a fundamental truth the other thing that i like about this particular script is that you're actually just giving them two choices you can say that they can ask you a quick question and therefore must respect your time so it's not looking like you're being ungenerous you are saying that you'll answer any quick questions for them 
But at the same time, you're being overt about it and saying, do you know what, I, I do this for a business. I do this for a living. And if you'd like to become a client, I would happily help you. So I really like that first script. So that was script number one. Let's have a look at script number two. This is what I'm going to call show me the money. And it goes like this. I'm not available for lunch, but you should really consider getting my, and then you name a paid program that you do. It's all my best thinking in one place, and I created it to help people in your exact situation. You should really pick it up. Would you like me to send you the link? So that would be option number one for show me the money. Now, if you want something a little bit different, but along the same lines, it goes like this. Oh, do you know what? I really don't have time to grab a cup of coffee these days, unless it's part of an official business meeting. My charge for a consultation is £49 if you're game. Now, again, you're going to have to pick the one that's right for you. But what I like about this one is that this is probably the most direct. And really, sometimes that's what you need to do. You need to be direct with people. It's not rude. You're just saying, look, I'm sorry, I don't have time for a coffee. But if you're prepared to pay for a consultation, I will happily sit down with you. And the important part here is if you use this script in the way that I've just done it there is that once you've told them the price, you have to shut up. Don't say any more after that. Just tell them the price and then shut up. And then they have a choice. They can either say, do you know what? Well, actually, it's not important after, after all. Or, uh, yeah, maybe I will. Okay, when can we do that? Okay, so that's my option two for show me the money. Now, option three, again, this is one that I did uh, I, I did borrow from Marie Folio. And it goes like this. I have a rule. If I don't have time to see my mother, I don't have time to meet new people for coffee. And right now, I owe my mum a visit. But seriously, I know we would have a great time. I really hope you understand. My work schedule is crazy busy and I've got to pass. So I actually really like this one. I think it's the most fun one of all of them. And um, maybe like the others, you probably want to pull it out at a different time for a different reason. Again, this is fun. It's a bit quirky. Look, if I don't have time to see my mum, look, I really, you know, I, I'm sorry. I know we'd have a great time. I would love to have a coffee with you otherwise, but, you know, I, I just can't do it. If I haven't got time to see my mum, I haven't got time to meet new people for coffee. Also, what you're doing is you're just shutting the thing down here. And there are some times in which you know that something is just, it's not going to go anywhere. And is somebody who's probably never going to buy anything from you. And you know what I mean, because you will have met people by now. I, I highly suspect you have met some people like that. You don't assume that people are like this, but there are times in which you know that they will not buy. And you know that they will just waste your time. And they're nice people, but you're in business to make money. So what we're doing here is we're just shutting it down. It's great for people that you genuinely don't think will ever buy from you. And it's great for people who you genuinely do not want to work with. And maybe there are a few people out there who are like that. And if any of this feels uncomfortable for you, if this, this feels still a little difficult, I want to just share with you that part of having a successful business and part of being an authority in your industry is having some clear boundaries. So what this is about, really... What this is about is standing up for the way that you do business. And that if you have clear, predefined ways to help people in order to do whatever change that you bring into the world through your services or your products, you do it in a way that makes sense to your business and to your clients. And you'll do it in a way that puts their money on the line. They'll either hire you or they won't. And actually, both is okay. 
I don't mind having a conversation with somebody and they turn around to me saying, do you know what, you're you're very interesting, you're very nice, but you're not for me. Or I'd love to work with you, but we are in serious debt right now and we can't pay on anything else. I get that. I just, you know, thank you. Good luck. I hope you sort your situation out. I'm going to move on and spend time with those people who are in a position where they can work with me. I can honestly tell you that, yes, it is entirely possible that somebody might disagree with you or or feel that you're being rude somehow, that it's only reasonable for you to give up some of your time or just answer their questions. I can tell you, if they're like that, then you've just dodged a bullet. And actually, it makes me think of something else is that I often get a lot of inquiries about people wanting to do exchange services with me. I've, you know, One just last week, actually. I really don't think this is in the same camp as that, but I think it is almost as bad. So when somebody says to you, look, you know, how about if I help you with your website and you help me with your coaching, which was actually one of the first exchange of services I did when I first started eight, eight years ago, I think it was, then um, on the face of that, that seems good. But because no money is actually exchanging hands, it doesn't really help either one of you. You're just swapping your time. And what very often happens is that one of you misses out and one of you will likely feel uncomfortable by it and maybe treated a little bit unfairly. So this is all about stop giving your time up for free. As it happens last week as well, I, I, I met somebody from a company called BBX where they, uh, they run a business based on uh, an exchange of services type model. I think they call themselves the bank of spare capacity. And, you know, check it out if that's something of interest to you. But what I do notice as well is that if you want to be part of BBX or other companies, there's Bartercard, there's other companies out like that, you know, to be part of that, you have to pay their money. You don't exchange services. You don't say like, actually, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll get into BBX, Bartercard or, or whatever the company is. And actually, please don't see this like I'm running a company down. I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to explain my thinking here is that they ask you for the money. If you want to be a part of their service, you have to pay them money and then you you can exchange services with other people. But they know, fundamentally, they know that it's the money that counts and it's going to be the money that counts for you and your business. So I want to wrap up today with some final thoughts, really. And it starts about by telling you that, you know, it is up to you and it's on you. You set the standards in how other people treat you. And you set the standards in how you work with people. If you don't value your time, then other people won't value your time. If you give it out for free, other people expect it to be given up for free. And I think that taking control of this is to sit down and work out what is okay for you to share for free. How will you do that and when will you do that? So yeah, go ahead, create some free resources. And yes, be somewhat generous with your time. So don't not answer a question, but don't give up all your time to coach people through or you know, give the solution to their problem when it's not something that you can help them with within a few minutes. You need to find ways to weed out people who are never going to pay you while demonstrating that you respect your own time as well. That's what experts do. And if you want to find some middle ground between saying no and saying yes, then what you do is you just make it really easy for people to buy from you. So you could create some very affordable services or information products that explains this, and yeah, they'll have to pay for it, but you can do it in an affordable way for people. And that might be one way of doing it. 
So if you need any more encouragement on this, I want to give you permission to say no. I want to give you permission to say, yes, that's definitely something I can help you with. And here's how you can get the answer by working with me. If this is a problem for you, I want to encourage you to sit down. You can grab the cheat sheet from our show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 48 and schedule 15, 20 minutes and write down what you will say next time you're asked, is it okay to pick your brains? You would not let people go into a store and steal clothes off the rack. If you ran a restaurant, you wouldn't allow people to eat there for free. This is what you do. You are worth the money. In the words of Marie Folio, if they want to pick your brain, ask them to pick a time and a method of payment. Now, today has been useful to you, and I sincerely hope it does. That's why I do this. I also want to let you know, I've had a lot of questions on this because I mentioned it, uh, was it two or three episodes ago? I am indeed releasing a business boot camp. The boot camp will go live on the 17th of May which is my birthday. (laughs) So some people think that's really sad. Uh, I actually think there's nothing I want to do more than, you know, than than launch my business bootcamp. I did this five years ago. We had so much fun, uh, but I just not been back to it. I've been involved in so many other projects. I think to a certain extent, I just, I kind of uh, lost focus a little bit on other projects, but I'm bringing this back and there are very limited spaces on this bootcamp. This boot camp is for you if you are seriously thinking about taking your business forward and if you're looking to generate, let's say, the first 50K in your business. I spend a lot of time teaching and coaching people in business. And what I tend to notice is that sometimes what people want is the quick answers. They want to get results as quickly as possible and they don't want to wait for months and months of SEO and be paying out for for those kind of services shelling out for pay-per-click ads that really can be quite costly until you figure out how to do it really, really well, or perhaps even doing things like YouTube that just takes months and months and sometimes years to really create an impact with it. There are a lot of marketing opportunities out there that are really slow burn. So what I wanted to do in this bootcamp is to give you what you need in order to generate money as quickly as possible. So this is a bootcamp focused solely on one thing it's focused on making money and it is okay for you to make money in fact you're in business to make money let me just remind you that you are in business to make money i know that you want to make an impact in the world greater than making money but if you don't make money what's the point i'm going to be focusing on three things in this business boot camp number one how you generate sales number two how you generate consistent leads for your business so you know where the sales are coming from. So you can go out and find your next client instead of wait for them just to turn up out of the blue for you. And number three is how you be super productive and focus on the things that count. Focus on the things that matter and create the biggest impact in your business because I think that's what my job is. I think that's what I stand for is to help you make the biggest impact through what you do. If this sounds like it might be of interest to you, then do yourself a favor and check the link in the show notes page Go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 48. You'll see a link there to my business bootcamp. There are genuinely limited places on this. What I would add as well is that I've done a lot of the top programs out there by the top marketers in the world. And what I've benefited from all of the training that I received there, the one thing that has consistently been missing is the lack of coaching and mentoring that you receive on these programs. I want to get that right. And that's why I've really made a commitment to making sure that 
not only do you get the training, there's going to be step-by-step detailed training to show you how to generate clients for your business. But I'm also going to help you with it. So if you get stuck, I'm there. Check out the show notes page for the link. Get realaboutbusiness.com forward slash 48. We will be back next time. Thank you so much for staying with me to the end and listening to me prattle on about something that's just been really frustrating for me and hopefully won't be frustrating for you in the future because you know how. We'll be looking at more ways for you to grow your business and make a bigger impact. Until next time, take care of yourself. Here's to you and your highly successful business.